Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But we continue on. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. AM570 LA Sports. Sports. Heard live everywhere, around the world, streaming. Around where, Freddie? Around what? The world. The world. On the iHeartRadio app. And by the way, if you miss any part of the show, Rob Parker was particularly so-so today. Um, You can (laughs) feel free to go back and listen to the podcast. Kevin will put it up the minute we get off the air. And as a matter of fact, uh, in hour one, we talked to Ryan Brazier of the Dodgers, the reliever who had been through so much. Uh, and has had some nice outings for the club. We talked to him in hour one. That is up right now if you missed it. And uh, it was great to talk to him. We were trying to get him on for a couple of days. It's a good story. And he seemed like a great guy. So uh, that's up right now if you want to check the podcast. But don't check it right now because we're still on. So do it at 3 o'clock. We are. Okay, well, I'm just saying. I don't want to tell people to leave and go to that. Don't do that, Freddie. Until we're done. Then go listen to it because it was good. I think people will enjoy it. Uh, Mark Medina, uh, Fox Sports Radio NBA Insider, joins us here coming up about 2.30. And uh, we'll get into what's going on with Dame Lillard and uh, where he may end up. But now we need spirituality. We must come together as a people. We must wrap up the week and prepare for the next. And to do all of that, the heavy lifting, (laughs) we welcome on Vic the Brick. Don't break a hip lifting, Vic, with the Daily Haiku at 2. And Vic, good afternoon. 30? Go ahead, Vic. <laughs> Vic, is Vic even there? He is all oh, webbing to everybody's Yama. Fred Rogan. Yamahama. Hello, Vic. He transcends the seven foot five Eiffel Tower of Power. He is the wall of Troy, Rodney Pete. VTP! Wall of Troy, I like that. NBA con. He threads it like a no-look pass for Magic Johnson. Kevin Figgis. Yeah, come on now. I wish. And a slam dunk of sonic bliss. Ronnie Facio. <laughs> Following the thread of the haiku, y'all. Do you like that, Fred? I like it. All Wemben to everybody's yama. Yeah, I, I like it, Vic. Can we please put your hands together, show some love for the Azul, your Los Angeles Dodgers, and Julio Urias. Ronnie, hit me. Hit him. I'm telling you, this Peso Pluma song, Ella Bella Solo, in English, she dances alone. Julio loves Pluma. This song, fellas, is Julio's good luck charm. Yeah. Remember, Puma came to the game two nights ago? Threw out the first pitch to Julio? Yes. Urias loves this guy. The Dodgers love this guy. 
I told you Jason Hayward uses this song as his walk-up audio, his walk-up music. Shelby Miller looks like Puma with the same haircut. <laughs> Didn't we hear the same song yesterday? Yes. This is the good luck charm maybe of the Dodgers. Because once Pluma came in, suddenly Julio Urias is vintage Julio last night. Fred, I know you were not impressed with Julio Urias' performance, but I was. A lot of swing and miss, Fred. Ooh. He was better, Vic. Give him that. Better. Wow. How about wow. digging deep you, after a, you know, a shaky initial start coming back from the hamstring, Fred? Six Mas Fuerte frames, allowing just those two runs, only three hits, struck out eight Pirates, walked only one, 88 pitches, perhaps inspired by Peso Pluma. Mas Pluma, y'all! And Moss Freddie Freeman. Moss. You know, do not take him for granted every night. He's an unbelievable ball player. Not just, you know, the two-run homer, the double, the single, three hits, three runs batted in, stole a base. Incredible defensive work at first base. Just sensational work at first. I'm so impressed by Freddie Freeman every night. Yes. And turning the double play with Mookie. How about Mookie <laughs> turning it? Mookie, a couple of doubles. Max Muncie goes deep. Sensational one, two, three in the top of the lineup last night to get to six runs. That was it, six runs, top of the lineup. But that was enough. Special love to the bullpen. Nick Robertson, fellas, struck out the side in the seventh. Yeah, he did. Struck out the side. You know, I'm, let's face it, we're all going nuts when the Dodger bullpen comes in. I, mean, I can't think straight anymore. When the bully comes in, I'm, I'm going, one word. Oi! Mm. But, but Robertson, mm. thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Bazooka, a scoreless eighth. Freddie, your guy. Gratterall. Yep. Good to see him well, getting it back together. I like it. Yes. He's, he's, he's been pitching great. He's just been, you know, banged up. But he's, I think he's pitching through a little upper body injury because he realizes, you know, as Huddy is the example, as David Vesey so adroitly pointed out, playing through some pain to preserve the bullpen a little bit. I mean, you know, heartbreaking moment, you know, losing uh, Daniel Hudson. Yeah. Well, who knows how long. It's heartbreaking. Came back, you know, grinding it out for a year to come back and then, you know, twist another knee ligament. It's the other knee this time. I mean, that's, that's harsh, man. Harsh. But Brashear, great interview with, with uh, Ryan earlier. Yeah, he was a good guy, wasn't he, Vic? Since, I thought he was sensational. Since, what a story. You know, playing in Japan. Uh, you know, being cut by squads and staying relentless, staying resilient, being the bamboo, bend do not break, just keep going forward. You know, a lot like Alex Vessia, give it up for Vessia, his first save of the year last night. How about Vessia coming in? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, Freddie. What about that? Right, Rodney? Yes, sir. You know, we love Alex. I'm I'm glad he pitched well last night. All these guys got to get together. All these guys got to get it together. And uh, they will, I think. I think they'll be fine, Vic. Well, just half a nuke back of the snakes who are reeling. But obviously, Padres surging. Hated ones in the mix. The National League West is crazy nutty. Did you say half a nuke back? Half a nuke Okay, honor I the see great, what you did there. I see you. Don. Yeah. Half a nuke back pick. in the NL West. Right on. So two games left before the break. Of course, tonight, Angels, they're in tatters, but they're dangerous. You know that. Very dangerous. Throwing out the first pitch tonight, Caleb Williams and the Trojan offensive line. Rodney. Love it. Love it. A lot of Trojan flavor. Trojan night. Trojan night tonight. Japanese heritage night on Saturday. Hachimura-san, the Lakers, throwing out the first pitch. Mm. There'll be taiko drums. DJ Yuko will be jamming pre- DJ and post-game from center field. That's right. My beloved bride has a side hustle. DJ Yuko, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> DJ will no, not be not. scratching tomorrow. No. You, oh, DJ man. Yuko, my DJ, my Yuko will not be scratching no. from center field, but you got DJ Yuko. So two big games. These are large games, but cannot take the Angels lightly. Yes, they were blank back-to-back at the big game, but they're, gonna, they're coming to get some momentum before, you know, before the uh, – the All-Star break, because they need it. Otani-san will be in the house. So it's going to be a tremendous series. Catman tonight against Canning. Of course, listen to it all. Right here, AM570, LA Sports, 7-ish for pitch. Catman. Morongo Casino, Dodgers on ticket 6 with Tim Keats. How about Britney Spears and Victor? <laughs> Wembenyama. Yes. Las Vegas police say no harm, no foul. No charges. No harm, no foul. Yeah, that was going to be a tough one, I think, Vic, overall. I think uh, Brittany was just really embarrassed. Yeah, more than anything else, right? Yeah. Embarrassed that it listen, went down like that. Did the security listen, guard I'm Wembenyama. Okay, I'm Victor. I'm, let's say I'm Victor. My Takayo, Victor Wembenyama. We share the same first name. I'm Victor. I'm not going to wait for advice from my inner circle. I'm going to call Brittany, apologize for the misunderstanding, and hook Brittany Spears up to courtside seats tonight for my debut as a spur against Charlotte in Vegas. That's what I would do. Just apologize, hook her up, take a photo with her, whatever. That's how you do it. You know, the classy yes, move Vic. is to call Brittany personally, yes. not some PR person. Just pick up the phone, woman. Come on through, Brittany. Brittany, I want to say hello. Here's some courtside seats, by the way. Um, let's hang out sometime. Beautiful. <laughs> Come on. And there you go. Make it nice and easy, yeah. Just apologize. Hey, sorry that mess went down. Unfortunately, my security was a little uh, overprotective. But, hey, let's uh, – Let's let bygones be bygones. Come to the game. Exactly right. I know, you know he's just 19, but he's, you know, he's, he's getting so much you know, media blitz. 
Uh, it's going to be at NBA Con at the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, which is which is in full effect as we speak. This, this is a tremendous event. Are you, are you guys getting the vibes of this event? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to be, be pretty cool. This is a mammoth basketball event. I'm, when we've been building it up, but now it's it's on through Sunday, and it's getting incredible reviews already. The panels are off the charts. Are you getting a panel with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Jerry West together? Uh, Wembenyama signing autographs. Uh, NBA stars. Uh, Two Chain. Uh, just the hottest musical acts, you know, that are currently going wild. So you've got in this incredible merger of hoop, music, uh, product drops, panels, uh, the the iHeart podcasting centers in full effect, going going wild. Uh, this is really uh, it's the first annual uh, NBA Con, and I believe this is going to be. A mammoth hit for many years to come. Just uh, you, you shortchanged two chains. It's two chains, not two chain. Yeah, he added another one, Vic. Yeah. He has two, he, well, not one. He's let's plural. Go, let's go plural. Yeah. Yeah. I think two chains is on is is on the stage tomorrow. But as he would say, true. Inc- incredible. I'm I'm just amazed at the uh, the lineup. Amazing lineup. And you know what that Amazing. leads us back to, Vic. What is it? Well, I wanted to also give a lot of love to Austin Reeves, named a member of the United States national team that's going to the FIBA Cup in August to play first game in New Zealand, August 25th. Are you guys into the FIBA Cup? Austin Reeves will be joining some former Lakers. Ingram is on the squad. Josh Hart's on the squad. Halliburton's on the squad. (laughs) Look at you. That's a big squad, Vic. (laughs) Look at you. I thought it all led us back to the haiku. I'm sorry. I didn't know we were going to go into the gigantic squad. We we have to do the haiku. How about some love for Austin Reeves? We love him, Vic. Everybody loves you, Vic. Vic, we're in love with him. Get love for Austin Reeves, Vic. All right, we'll, we'll come back to the haiku in a bit. Oh, let's keep this beautiful Friday rolling. Rolling. Down the home stretch, Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan, Vic, the Brick, Jacobs. All right, we're going to get back to the haiku. Vic will return and we'll have the haiku. But let's bring on now Fox Sports Radio NBA insider, the man that broke the Damian Lillard story earlier today, Mark Medina. And Mark, thanks for jumping on. Fred, thanks for having me, man. Okay, let's start with this. Uh, Damian Lillard is available, but apparently he's available to exactly one team, the Miami Heat. And uh, according to a report you had and others, if anybody is interested in acquiring Damian Lillard and it's not the Heat, he's not going to report. Is that how you hear it? Yeah, that's what I was told directly. Now, Fred, you've, uh, you have you know how these things work. It's, I, I suspect that a lot of this is going to be negotiating tactics because that same person also told me that, look, Damon Lillard's not a disruptor. He's always a professional. So when you connect the dots here, if he does get traded, I would suspect that he would report to training camp. If he stays with Portland, I suspect the same thing. But I think it's more of the underlying message that they're trying to uh, get across to Portland, that even if they're under no obligation to trade him to Miami and he doesn't have a no-trade clause, there is a hope that because of the equity he built, 
in terms of the playoff success and, you know, his overall play, that there could be a win-win in all involved and that they just hope that even though they understand that Portland will do what's best for them, that they try to find uh, a, a deal that could work for them and work for him. And let's just say for sake of argument that Miami's situation doesn't work out, right? And, and, and now they but, – but another team does. Um, will he still be disgruntled? And if he has to go back to Portland, can he – is there any chance – that that works if he goes back to Portland, or is that 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 situation severed forever? I don't think it's severed for forever. I think that there's still a feeling of mutual respect, even though you know, look, this is kind of the divorce right now, and both parties are saying that they're entitled to the house or they're entitled to full custody of the kids, right? Uh, but I think that one, I think that he is going to be traded. I think ultimately he will get to Miami, but. I think the question is, what does that package look like involved, or even a fourth team? At what time will it happen? I, I was told from people within the Portland organization that they're fully willing to go through next season up to the trade deadline if they have to to find a deal that works for them. They, they you know, brought up Kevin Durant's situation last summer where he demanded a trade with Brooklyn. They didn't do it until finding a deal to Phoenix before the trade deadline, and they suspect that that same scenario could play out for Damian Lillard because of the fact that he's a very good star and they expect a lot in return. And they also expect that even though Damian Lillard's currently upset right now, if push comes to shove, he'd probably follow what Kevin Durant was about where, you know, he's a hooper, he wants to play, he's known as a professional. And so I think from that standpoint, eh, things could still be salvaged. But I think long-term, I think the feeling from both sides is, Let's find a deal to make it work for both parties. Mark Medina, Fox Sports Radio, NBA Insider is our guest. You are in Vegas for the Summer League. You will have a chance to see Wemby. And you have now been warned, don't get too close. Don't <laughs> don't come up from behind or only bad Easy, things can man. happen to you, Mark. Uh, I am not ready for a black guy or a slap or anything. So I will I'll keep my respectful distance and just watch the hoops. Now, let me confirm this, because, Rodney, we had some question about this yesterday. I have now confirmed it through sources that the security guard did not, in fact, strike Britney Spears in the face. The security guard pushed her hand away, which caused Britney to smack herself in the face. If that matters to anybody, she was the one that inflicted the slap to her own face. Mark, does that affect you one bit? Well, the story, no, but I feel for both parties involved because this is just ridiculous. And I think, you know, from what the video I saw, it showed that, you know, uh, she was pushed away, maybe a little bit more necessary. But at the same time, she would know as well as anyone that when you have someone just approach you from behind, most security teams uh, don't want to take chances. And I think the bigger picture with this, if we're going to sign a blame pie, I think Britney security people got to alert Victor security people. Yes. Um, Victor security people should also be more aware of when is it to, you know, strike, whether it's harmful or not, when to kind of be a little bit preventative. And I think the third thing is I would think Brittany knows more than anyone else. When you're an accomplished person, if you do want to meet with them, you kind of arrange things ahead of time behind closed doors as opposed to randomly bring them down, you know, uh, in Vegas. Yeah, just put herself in, in issues. She's been in that situation many times before. She should uh, – I'm not blaming her or anything like that, but you're right. The security teams should have talked to each other. 
uh, about that. Uh, Mark, real quick on stand on Wimby, the the buzz on him, you know, while you're there, um, and and can there could there have been a better place for him to land in San Antonio? I mean, I think it's a perfect fit. Him going there, the history there, Popovich there, all of those things line up for him to to be successful. Yeah, well, I think the buzz, it's going to be a sold-out crowd for different reasons. It's going to remind me of when I went to the Lakers' summer league debut uh, when Lonzo Ball made his appearance. Now, Victor Wembanyama's trajectory is considered a lot higher, regardless of whatever LeVar Ball has said over the years. But to your point about his time with San Antonio, match made in heaven. I mean, he already got dinner uh, with David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Sean Elliott. Greg Popovich is going to hold him accountable, but also – the Spurs need him. They were in a very turbulent uh, rebuilding stage ever since Kawhi Leonard, you know, left and, and got traded to Toronto. And so while I think that in the short term, there's no one around the league that expects that they're going to be a playoff contender overnight. They also expect that the Spurs will handle them a lot of, with a lot of care with, you know, not playing them full 82 games. They might preemptively uh, load manage him just so that he can adapt to the increased workload, whether you, you like that idea or not, and there's definitely many layers to that, I think the underlying point is that the Spurs view him as a generational talent, and so they want to manage him the right way. And while short-term there might be some some learning curves of the physicality and just the normal NBA rookie stuff, um, a lot of people around the league think that, hey, it won't take that long, maybe one, two, three years before he fully absorbs the physicality in the NBA. But in the short term, he has such a polished game elsewhere as being a really good rim protector, good shooter, good post-up guy, and most importantly, good teammate and a guy that's about putting in the work that they feel he's going to make an instant impact right away. So it'll be fun, but I would caution it is summer league, and I would be very surprised after tonight that if he plays anything of significance moving forward. Yeah, I remember when, uh, you know, the Lakers had Lonzo Ball in the summer league, and everybody was they so it. everybody was so thrilled. Uh, and they won the summer league, you know, and people lost their mind here because the Lakers were so god awful that anything, any semblance of success, meant something to them, and it turned out to be just the biggest joke in the world. I mean, when you see Wemby play, he's got to learn the NBA game. We always say, Mark, and as a guy who's covered the league forever, the NBA is a league of men. It's not kids. These are men that play in the NBA. He's got to grow into a man. He's a giant man. He's a giant guy. But he's not mentally or physically where he is going to be. And I think people have to manage their expectations. Because I I agree. There's a learning curve. And I think he's going to get bumped around and kicked around a little bit. Yeah. And look, Fred, I have a really sharp memory here. So I remember... You were saying a lot of people were freaking out and going crazy over Lakers Summer League with Lonzo Ball. You were pumping the brakes on the airwaves. I remember we recorded a podcast, and you're telling Laker fans, calm down, it's Summer League, this means nothing. So I suspect that what you said about Victor Wembanyama will be on point, and it's frankly what a lot of people around the NBA believe, that he is going to, I think, satisfy the NBA fan base and Spurs fans and give them hope that he is up to living up to the hype because he has those skills, but he is not a polished, complete player yet. And the physicality standpoint, there's going to be learning curves. You know, one person from another team expects by year three, that's how long it'll take before he's getting used to 
the physical pounding from opponents, kind of the day-to-day grind of the season. But I think it also should lend some insight here that that doesn't mean that any short-term pain means that he's a boss. The thing that leaves people encouraged about him is that he at least has uh, a good tool, a lot of tools in his toolbox that he can rely on in the short term that shows that he can be a value uh, to San Antonio. Yeah. Hey, Mark, a lot of people are applauding the Lakers and Rob Palenka, what they've done uh, so far in this offseason. And we talked about this yesterday. The one glaring thing, though, is that although they've retained a lot of their players and and brought in some key uh, key other players, um, there's a lack of big man that they didn't bring in. Are they still on the the market to look for someone to help Anthony Davis so he's not forced to play the five all the time? Yeah, well, they did get Jackson Hayes partly to do that. But to your point, yes, they would like to get another big man. They have two roster spots open, and I suspect that they'll fill that 14th spot with another one. Maybe Tristan Thompson will come back. They considered him solid uh, in some limited minutes later in the season. Um, but it, maybe a Christian Wood, he's still on the market. But that 15th roster spot, they'll, they'll most likely leave open just for flexibility reasons, both for cost savings and, you know, if they find a guy they really like in training camp or, you know, they make a deal going to the trade deadline next season, it's easier for them to absorb an extra player. Um, but I think by and large, if this is, you know, this is mostly what the roster is going to be, I think the Lakers, at worst, improved themselves to number three in the West behind the Denver Nuggets and behind the Phoenix Suns. Denver took a little bit of a step back with losing Bruce Brown and Jeff Green, but, look, they still got the rest of the championship band there with Jokic and Murray and Michael Malone's a great coach. Aaron Gordon's uh, a great role player. Um, Phoenix, I was pleasantly surprised. After the Bradley Beal deal, I thought, okay, how are they going to round up the rest of the roster? They don't have any depth, but getting guys like Eric Gordon and Yuta Wananabe, those are really good pieces. But I think the Lakers, they did everything that they were supposed to do in free agency. They retained the guys they wanted at a reasonable price. They added some good other role players to shore up their backcourt depth and their frontcourt depth. And, uh, you know, I think that you can make an argument that even if LeBron James and Anthony Davis are a year older and you never discount injuries – that it wouldn't be as much of a challenge, relatively speaking, compared to last season for them, simply because they expended so much of their workload to open the season uh, with a lot of roster flaws. It wasn't enough. And then they had to spend the rest of the second half of the season after the trade deadline just playing with so much game intensity because every game had implications for the playing tournament. We're here. It's a blank slate. They're able to start from where they left off post uh trade deadline and, and when you're looking at the numbers they're the third best team in the west uh top ranked defense in the west and i think that there's very much of a formula that they can continue that moving forward yeah hey hey, hey mark i gotta tell you the last couple of days fred has been giddy because he got he got his wish the nba is announcing their end season tournament <laughs> fred is so happy boy i can't tell you he, he's flying on Bouncing off the wall because this is what he's wanted forever. As a matter and of fact, Mark, <laughs> let me just say this as Rodney finishes. We actually talked about this earlier today. Yes. The big in-season tournament. So what would you like to ask Mark about it? Because you know no, I, I just it. want to get his thoughts on it. You know, uh, how he feels about it, how he thinks the players will feel about it. Well, 
at this point, I have a lot of questions, and I am eager to see how it plays out. Um, look, I'm not going to fault the NBA for trying to find ways to make more money. Um, so that's, I'm sure, a driving force. But as it pertains to is this a solution toward um, getting more attention to non-playoff games, I don't know if that will happen. I very much can see this scenario playing out. Teams will that don't care about the tournament are going to load manage that and then put more attention on the non-playing games in the regular season, but also could cut the other way. Um, for teams that do want to win the playing tournament, they'll start playing their guys, and then the normal regular season games, it's going to be the load management stuff again. So I do have this feeling that this proposal – that has been passed is kind of like whack-a-mole. They, they think they solved it by hitting one mole and another thing emerged. But in fairness, I was a skeptic of the plan tournament, and I have since liked it. So I think the bigger thing is how will this play out in real time and how will the players and teams themselves feel about it in real time. And that's going to be really the crux that, expl- that will show whether this is a success or not. All right, well, when you come on, it's always a success. We appreciate it, Mark. Enjoy Vegas, and have a good weekend. Fred, it's always a, a good time in Vegas if it start out with you. So no matter how much money I lose moving forward, it's already a success. All right, so uh, looks like Dame. <laughs> Bottom line, Dame's going to Miami at some point. Maybe not yeah. tomorrow, though. Maybe not tomorrow. Can you imagine them? playing half the season with him there when waiting for the, the trade deadline in February? Uh, it comes down to... I don't see that happening. How do they want to rebuild? You know, when do they want to get to it? Well, we'll see. All right, we do have to complete the haiku. Vic has been uh, breathlessly standing by after he went over his list of players <laughs> that were playing in New Zealand. So when we come back, Vic will complete the haiku. Come on. Down the home stretch on a beautiful Friday. Ride to Pete Fred Rogan. Is he back? Is he back? I hope so. VTB, come on back now. In the house, y'all. Yeah, there he is. Okay, Vic. Uh, listen, I'm glad you wrapped up your last point about the team in New Zealand. You you got all well, that, that in, was... right? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to. My 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 bad. <laughs> Congratulations to AR Austin Reeves being named to the U.S. national team that will be going to New Zealand mm-hmm. against the Ball and Kiwis for the FIBA World Cup August the 25th. Ball and Kiwis. They're, In Manila. They're referred to as the Ball and Kiwis. That's what I call them, Fred. Well, that was the first... For me, I, I, I didn't that. know that was the <laughs> national yeah. team of New Zealand's moniker. Ball and Kiwis. Vic put his own little thing on it. Mm-hmm. I traveled New Zealand for about three months back in the day. What a sensational oh. country! Did you just like backpack all through the countryside, Vic? Uh, a lot of youth hostels. Ooh, I was backpacking. Hostels? I was, was uh, wild in the hostels, the... Vic. Was it wild I, I, in went, those hostels? I was wanted for breaking and entering in a hostel in Queenstown. Oh, but that's another story. Oh, Lord. I do want so, to hear that story. Austin Reeves on the squad along with 
ex-Lakers, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, joined by uh, Jalen Bronson, Therese Halliburton. We don't have much success in these games at the FIBA World Cup. But this squad is this squad looks good. They'll play in Manila. Then they'll move on to Jakarta, Indonesia. And wrapping up in Okinawa, which mm. you don't get much international hoop in Okinawa. Did you know it's one of the healthiest places on earth, Okinawa? It is. Just by their lifestyle, what they drink, what they eat, how they move. How they move? They, they, they keep moving. Hey, the fact that they, they actually stop. move and we don't, that's probably Is, what is that is. what you're referring to? <laughs> the movement of the Okinawans. For the, they're always on the move. You know, they're doing a lot of gardening, self-gardening. You know, we talked gardening yesterday. I'm a big fan of the garden. Yeah, you mentioned that you like the garden. I love the garden, yes. friend. Yeah. So congratulations, Austin Reeves. And how about some love for Andre Kopitar, new two-year, $14 million deal for the Kings. Yeah. Good for Kopi. The leading scorer, the heart and soul, two-year deal, the Slovenian El Splendido, 17 seasons as a king. Is he the king of kings, Fred? More valuable on ice than even the great one? Uh, well, I- I'll tell you something. His uh, number will be retired. There will be a statue in front of the crypt. Maybe a Hall of Famer, Vic. Pretty impressive. On the ice. Two chips, I, I would won- say, yeah, right? Yes. He yes. won two cups. This is on yeah. ice. I mean, off ice, Gretzky is a ph- you know, phenomenon. You know, galvanized the entire Kings community, the franchise, infused it with, with new life. You know, helped spawn the birth of the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. You know, the excitement of youth hockey in Southern California. That's Gretzky. But on the ice, Kopitar, man, unparalleled. No? Yes. Mm. Yes, Vic. He said, well, yeah. Yes. So congratulations. But the great Kobe. one is the great one for a reason, Vic. Exactly. Yeah. And Kopi's Kopi. Yes. So I want to give love to Kopi Ta. Should be a very exciting season. But uh, also give love to 99, the great Wayne Gretzky as well. Yes. And, of course, it all leads back to you-know-what, Fred. Yes, Vic, yes. <laughs> Why? What's with him today? I don't know. I don't know, this Vic. This is the KFI thing. Yeah, do you know what, Vic? Oh, really? There you go. Uh, right? You, you they hit it right hard, on the head. They gave me a hard time about it yesterday. Ever Kevin. since the KFI, head, yeah, he came in with the – he was the peacock there, Kev. Hmm. Came in there strutting. <laughs> came in strutting. <laughs> And he told Adam, yeah. he told Adam flat out, Adam, do not look at me in the eye from now on. Wow, you pulled one of those, huh? Text mm-hmm. me from now on. You're referring yep. to me as Mr. Rogan moving forward? Uh, I told him that, too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I don't think Adam's over it. A little big, as they say. Big pours britches. Hmm. Mm. It's right, a summer Vic. haiku, Fred. Oh, good. It's from... <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> wow! Jeez. Yeah, Boy, he stopped bicking his tracks too. 
Wow. That was well, terrible, Fred. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Man's getting ready to give us some spiritual guidance, some nurturing some tranquility that we need. for the weekend. Look at yes. you, Fred. Look at you, Fred. Hey, Vic, would you call that ready to receive or no? He's slow to embrace today. Mm-hmm. No, I, got, I am ready. It's from Kaisen. K-I-S-E-N. Kaisen. It's haiku for you on this Friday, July the 7th. Oh, summer moon. We pray. Open the windbag of the gods and let the Zephyrs play. I'm feeling you. <laughs> what happened in the middle of that? <laughs> what happened? What do you mean what happened? <laughs> you don't know. Did somebody else scream in the middle of that? Or was that all you? That was that was me, Fred. Getting into the haiku. What did by you think it was, Fred? Kaisen. I, I actually thought you yelled, oh, in the middle of it, Rodney. I did. That I did? Yeah. No. It opened with, oh, <laughs> summer moon. <laughs> we pray, open the windbag of the gods and let the oh. Zephyrs play. I'm not feeling you. Oh. <laughs> Zephyr, of course, the gentle breezes, Fred. The gentle breezes that is the Zephyr. Yeah, what's with the Isn't windbag like the and gentle breezes? <laughs> the Zephyr. Yeah, we got it, Vic. All right. Oh. Uh, Zephyr. <laughs> oh, that was a good old Zephyr. Vic. <laughs> that was a good old. All right. Well, I think that's enough. So natural. So natural. Yeah, that, that's out. enough for all of us today. I think I think we've had enough to wrap up the week with the great <laughs> Zephyr and the windbag. Oh, yes. Uh, Ronnie, thank you. Great job. Great job today. Uh, Kevin, welcome back. You were definitely missed. Thank you, Fred. Appreciate it. Vic, uh... That windbag oh. will carry us. Yeah, we know. Oh. That'll carry us into the weekend. Oh, feel you guys. <laughs> Rodney, have a good weekend. We'll do it right Monday. on. See ya. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.